I'm Denise Densai. Here are the latest stories making headlines in the Philippines and across the globe. The Philippines has embattled health chief taking responsibility for the delay in the release of financial assistance to health workers who contracted COVID-19. Secretary Francisco Duque III made the statement just hours after blaming in a televised conference his subordinates whom he said lacked a sense of urgency over the matter. Duque is now vowing to comply with the aid distribution as mandated by law. In the same briefing aired Friday, President Duterte ordered Duque to immediately form a team that will expedite the release of the cash benefits. He scolded health officials over the matter, but clearly spared Duque from the blame. I'm removing them because uh, they are not functioning. So we're wasting money uh, paying for these idiots. Under the law, health workers who contract severe COVID-19 infection while in the line of duty will receive a compensation of 100,000 pesos, while those who die will get 1 million. Philippine Senator Panfilo Lacson again urging Health Chief Francisco Duque III to just step down from his post following what he describes as the Secretary's pattern of failures. Lacson says it has become boring to see Duque get away with all the controversies he finds himself in. The lawmaker even wonders why the president is still keeping Duque around. Lacson was among the 14 senators who filed a resolution calling for Duque's resignation in April. The senator also previously flagged the health department's purchase of allegedly overpriced safety gear for COVID-19 frontliners. The Philippines records 244 new COVID-19 cases, the lowest single-day tally in almost two weeks, bringing the total to 20,626. 168 of these new cases are classified as fresh, meaning test results were validated and released within the last three days. 76 cases are considered late, the lowest since the health department started distinguishing test results that were released four or more days ago. The death toll now stands at 987 after the agency announced three more fatalities. 82 more patients have recovered from the respiratory illness, bringing the total to 4,330. Philippine unemployment for April rose to an all-time high of 17.7% at the height of the lockdown due to COVID-19. This translates to a total of 7.3 million people without jobs. This is the highest jobless rate recorded in the country since January 2005 when unemployment was at 11.3%. Underemployment also surged to 18.9%, its highest level in a decade and a half as a majority of the workforce was forced to stay home. International rights groups joined the mounting opposition to the Philippines' anti-terror bill. Amnesty International urges the Philippine government to reject what it calls a dangerous measure, saying it violates international standards on human rights and counterterrorism. Amnesty International warns the bill is susceptible to abuse and could be used against human rights defenders, political activists, and government critics. The New York-based Human Rights Watch agrees. The group's Deputy Asia Director, Phil Robertson, describes Manila's anti-terrorism bill as a human rights disaster in the making. He says the measure will open the door to arbitrary arrests and long prison sentences for those who have displeased President Duterte. Several business groups also voicing their opposition to the Anti-Terrorism Act of 2020. The groups, which include the Makati Business Club and the Management Association of the Philippines, called the Anti-Terror Bill highly divisive at a time when the country needs national unity because businesses are closing down and people are losing their jobs. 
The group adds current threats to national security are well addressed by existing laws and do not require urgent new legislation. The business group urged national leaders to instead focus on developing policies that will address socioeconomic shocks resulting from the COVID-19 pandemic and strengthening health systems. Law enforcement authorities in Cebu arrest seven students holding a demonstration against the anti-terror bill. Cebu police say the protesters who held a rally in front of the University of the Philippines Cebu did not heed their call to disperse after being given 10 minutes to wrap up their activity. All seven have been detained for violating the general community, the general quarantine protocols against mass gathering and for not bringing quarantine passes. But no formal charges have been filed against the protesters. Philippine House Speaker Alan Peter Cayetano defends Congress's decision to take action on the anti-terror bill, saying terrorist activities continue despite the pandemic. He vows to continue to listen to the public, but also urges them to read the measure instead of rushing into judgment. Activism is not terrorism. We agree with you. Hindi magbabago ang mga dapat baguhin sa ating bansa pag walang aktivismo. Okay? But let me make another thing clear na tama din yung mga nag-post nito. That terrorism is not activism. So in the same way that we should not persecute or go after the activists in the guise that they are terrorists. Kayong mga aktivista, do not allow the terrorists to hide within your ranks. The House passed the measure on the third and final reading earlier this week. A smooth path to President Duterte's table is now expected, given that he certified a bill as urgent and that the House adopted Senate's version, which has been passed in February. The Philippine government rejecting a United Nations Human Rights Office report, which accused the Duterte administration of using the COVID-19 pandemic as an excuse to clamp down on freedom of expression. President Duterte's spokesman, Harry Roque, calls the allegations of impunity rehashed and unfounded. He adds the government takes pride in protecting people's rights and freedoms. But Roque maintains freedom of expression is not absolute, citing the Bayanian Tuhil as one act, which punishes people who post false information on the coronavirus crisis. Overseas, U.S. President Donald Trump shares on social media a copy of a letter that referred to a group of protesters as terrorists. On Twitter, Trump said he thought the letter from his former lawyer, John Dowd, would be of interest to the American people. In the letter, Dowd said the protesters who demonstrated near the Lafayette Park in Washington, D.C. were not peaceful and real. He claimed they are terrorists using idle hate to burn and destroy. The letter appears to be addressed to former U.S. Defense Secretary Jim Mattis, who earlier criticized Trump's response to the unrest in the country. Protests continue to sweep across the U.S. for a tenth straight day over the death of George Floyd at the hands of police officers. As the Trump administration grapples with the widespread civil unrest, the U.S. logs a thousand new coronavirus deaths in the past 24 hours. A tally by the Johns Hopkins University puts the COVID-19 death toll in the U.S. at 108,000 with more than 1.87 million confirmed cases. Brazil, meanwhile, now has the third highest COVID-19 death toll in the world, surpassing Italy's. The South American country reported a new record of more than 1,400 deaths Thursday, bringing its overall toll to 34,000. Globally confirmed coronavirus cases are now at over 6.6 million. 
More than 391,000 people have died from the disease, while 2.8 million have recovered. Today, June 5th, marks one month since the country's largest media network, ABS-CBN, was forced by the Philippine government to go off air. But some of the Filipinos' favorite soap operas will soon return through cable and satellite TV. Kapamilya Channel will now be available on Sky, CableLink, GSAT, and most member cable operators of the Philippine Cable Television Association. Starting June 13th, TV viewers can catch the long-running Ang Provinciano again, as well as other selected programs. There will also be new shows and the debut of the highest-rating cable Korean novella, The World of a Married Couple. Kapamilya Channel is from the Creative Programs Incorporated, a subsidiary of ABS-CBN. ABS-CBN is a parent company of this news channel. And those were the latest. I'm Denise Densai. For more updates, subscribe to the ANC YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter.